That's right. It's Oscar season, which means it was time for Kieran and I to hop back on the mics and break it all down for the third straight year. We bring you excellent betting advice and a little bit of comedy. We had a blast. I hope you do too. Make sure to go follow on Twitter at Streaming Circuit, at Rev Almanac, at Best Picture Cast, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Streaming Circuit, the podcast whose job is beach. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined by my pod friend, Kieran. What's up, man? Adam, what's going on, buddy? This is uh, this is always a fun one here because this is like the anniversary of our friendship here, this Oscars special. It is. This three years ago, we met. Yeah, for the three first years time. ago, you you needed a, a guest for your for your Oscar episode. You went into the dark web and you found me, and uh, mm-hmm. and here I am. I'm a part of your life now, whether you like it or not. I know it's fantastic. Uh, we're here to talk about the Oscars. Here we're coming up uh, when this releases, just in like nine days or so, I think. Um, so very exciting. Any any big picture thoughts on the Oscars before we dive into what we're doing? Yeah, I think I think I'll take the most obvious big picture thought is, is it's really nice to have a year at the Oscars where you have a, a roster full of legitimate movies. You know, it, it was no um, half-ass streamers or uh, kind of filling out the filling out the categories because of movies being delayed or kind of, a, you know, we, we we're finally kind of recovered um, from a movie standpoint from the from the woes of 2020. And, you know, I think maybe some of the things being delayed led to this, this year being so beefed up, but this is a great year in film. I'm, I'm excited. This is, this is the best one since 2019 by far, I think. So hmm. there's a lot to talk about with, with these films. Yeah. we got a, a movie that I think is going to win. That's doesn't have butt plugs. So that's exciting for me. That's a victory. <laughs> no uh, rocks with eyes glued to them or. Mm, no, no bombs yeah. either. What if, just the bomb just has googly eyes glued on. <laughs> yeah, so same format as we've always done here. We're going to do some agree or disagree. And then okay. we're going to get into gambling, which is what we love to do. All right. You know, I'm usually good for a hot take or two. So we'll see what I can fire off here. See if we can do anything uh, anything nuclear here with my hot takes. I hope in so. Honor of, uh, yeah. In honor of Oppenheimer. Yes. And you purposefully avoided all these questions. You wanted to be just sprung on fresh here. I like coming in blind. That's where I do my best work. That's great. I agree. I do. I feel that way as well. All right. So here we go. First question. Agree or disagree? The Academy desecrated best documentary. The Academy desecrated best documentary. I mean, that's a strong word. Um, so I guess I'll say disagree. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I the Academy does not have a good reputation or past with this category uh it it does seem to not have a full grasp uh, on on the field of of movies that are available for this and i've kind of just stopped letting myself get frustrated with it and realize that like the actual best documentaries of the year are probably not going to meet the academy whatever the academy is looking for it seems like they're looking for something a little different so there's been so many times where there's been a documentary that's spoken to me and i look the oscars way and it's just not even on their radar so um you know i i, I won't say it's desecrated because it seems consistent with what with what they're uh, known for at least from my perspective so i'll, I'll go with a soft disagree there but not okay. an approval not an approval <laughs> sure yeah i think the thing because usually when the Oscars, I do like a, a little reactions episode every year and I do like a 
a festivus as I call it, because I got a lot of problems with these people and they're the airing of grievances. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this year I didn't because I felt like it was pretty solid across the board. But the biggest gri- uh, gripe I had was still not being nominated. I mean, mm. an unbelievable miss. And and for this category, it's five international documentaries. I mean, what are we doing? Like, yeah. that seems strange. I, I would say, though, if your biggest gripe is in the documentary category, which will probably be in, in the rear view by like 845, I, I think you're. I think you're in line for a decent evening. Oh, I do too. I mean, this will probably be presented during a, like a Taco Bell commercial. Like it won't even be on the, <laughs> on the broadcast, but um, yeah. And American Symphony too, which I didn't see, but I've heard like great things about was not nominated. Um, and The Boy Who Lived. I, I, are you a Harry Potter guy or no? Negative. Ugh. Well, Ugh. I'll, I'll quote Joey R. What's a Harry Potter? Oh my God. Okay. Well, <laughs> The, the Boy Who Lived documentary is is fantastic about his stunt double that had a severe injury on set um, and was lucky to survive. And boy, I was just a puddle watching that. And he was so. saved by the heron? <laughs> what? The boy and the heron? That's he was saved by the heron along the way? Oh, uh, maybe. Metaphorically yeah. speaking, yeah. Okay. Maybe. Um, <laughs> we're going to touch on that in a, in, a, in a question coming up here. Yeah, um, you will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you haven't seen it? No, no, it's, I don't do the I don't do the, the studio of Slim Jimbly. I don't do that. Anime's not <laughs> anime's not not for me. So yeah, you got to draw lines somewhere in life. That's that's a, that's a line. Yeah, it is not for me either. But I suffered through it. All right, next question. Agree or disagree? The best international film is not nominated this year for this, international feature. This would be a strong agree, a very very strong agree. France. Uh, completely screwed the pooch here. Um, they thought a movie about uh, wine and cheese and tasting wine and cheese was going to be the best choice for this one. And they didn't even get the nomination. So Anatomy of a Fall should be in this category and should be taking home the Oscar in this category. Hmm. But France will be France. Sacre bleu. <laughs> they continue their history of losing wars. <laughs> be it real or oscar they'll have to stick to world cups i suppose they are good at that they're very good at that um yeah anatomy of a fall now i haven't seen zone of interest it's the one that i haven't seen of the best picture nominees but i i still feel comfortable even not seeing it and saying anatomy of a fall is a better movie i co-sign that uh that sentiment as someone as someone who's seen zone of interest Mm. did you like it yay nay i will um I'll say Anatomy of the Fall is the better movie. And you, <laughs> you can tune into our uh, Oscar special, which will be airing at Best Picture Cast uh, the Monday before the Oscars. So a full week before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a, it's a very opinionated episode and there's a lot of thoughts. And you may or may not hear me uh, give a give a scathing promo about a certain movie that's nominated for Best Picture. I won't suggest which one it was if you can't connect the dots already to this point. Oh my. But uh, I won't I won't sully your uh, I won't sully your network with such a rant here for the <laughs> for the for the lovers of, of said movie. OK, well, so you went full Joey R. Nyad on it. Pretty much. Yeah, oh, boy. Much. Oh, my. OK, go, go check that out over there. My my number 10 rated best picture nominee. Ooh. all right. Um, yeah. I also think Japan messed up, too, because Godzilla minus one is a fucking fantastic film and should have I... been picked can't wait to see this i have not seen it yet but it sounds really excellent and yeah that would be a really fun nominee 
in the mix there. Mm, but it, yeah, it's great. Best yeah, Godzilla catch, movie ever. I want to catch that one in black and white. That's my uh, goal there with that. So, mm. what do you think of the strategy of because France is not the first country to do this of like trying to double dip and like oh we have a movie that we think is definitely going to get nominated for best picture so let's nominate something else to try and maybe get two but then france didn't even get the second nomination and they're definitely not going to win the big one so like what do you think yeah i think if you're doing that nonsense then you deserve what you get and you know you're you're playing games uh it's it's the fuck around and find out mentality here you know they Mm. fucked around and they found out now they yeah. can eat their their taste of things with their wine and cheese and watch uh, another movie in another country win the win the award. Yeah, I'd much rather have one film get nominated and win best international feature than even get two nominated but not win anything. I feel like a win is better than the two noms. I don't run a country, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Agree or disagree? Best makeup and hairstyling is Maestro's only shot at avoiding a shutout. <sighs> I mean. Yes, probably. I mean, when you really break it down, uh, I don't know that it's fair. I mean, I think it's up for sound, right? I think so. It's a good question. Double I don't... check that. I, I'm pretty sure it is, and it should be considered for that. Let me uh, let me call up what it's up for. Now, sure. I, I, my big my big state of contention is is that it really Carrie Mulligan really should be being considered for that award way more than she is i mean i think she's probably running fourth right now you know to me it's a wonderful performance uh it from from an actress that's well overdue for an oscar and i don't see why she's not neck and neck with the other three ladies with three great performances don't get me wrong um and and not for nothing five great performances in that category (laughs) um so you know i i don't i don't think it she should be lagging behind as much as she is but um you know uh, so okay, so it's so we're talking, we're talking uh, makeup and hairstyling, as you said, best sound, best motion picture, best leading actress, best leading actor, screenplay and cinematography, and you know I would say that you know obviously Cooper has little to no chance of winning actor uh, or picture, um, original screenplay, I mean probably not right. I would I think I, I think, think so. that's not happening and cinematography there. I would say there's no chance on that either. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't rule it out on sound, although you got to think that like something like an Oppenheimer is where the, they usually go for on something like sound. You kind of go for the bigger thing as opposed for like the more, uh, you know, I, I think one of the better sound wins in the history of the Oscars is Amadeus, which is closer to, to what Maestro is and what Maestro did. So, you know, it's not like there isn't precedence for a movie like this winning, but uh Amadeus wasn't going up against Oppenheimer and Christopher Nolan that's the <laughs> problem here um so so I guess to ultimately answer your question I, I agree but I don't think it should be that way I think that Maestro was kind of well, while it was nominated quite a bit here I do think people are kind of poo-pooing some of the merits of the movie I, I think the movie's a little better than it's getting credit for but you know, seven nominees, you can't can't whine and complain that much. But no, I think poor Bradley's going home with with uh, 0 for 12 um, this this time around. So 12 chances at the statue and 12 misses. Unfortunately, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I think Meister is way better than people are giving him credit for. I don't understand this backlash of Cooper of like, oh, he wants it. Like, what a loser. It's like, oh, he just wants to like win the best, the highest award there is in his field. Like, wow, what a jerk. Also, I just don't like how people pick and choose what they think Oscar bait is. 
You know, mm. like, like, are you telling me that Yorgos Lathamos wasn't thinking Oscars when he was making poor things? Ugh. I mean, are you thinking <laughs> that uh, Jonathan Glazier wasn't thinking Oscars when he was making Zone of Interest? I mean, those movies are just as baity as Maestro. Um, yeah. Not for nothing, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon. I mean, the, all of these guys were, had to know that they were going to be in the mix when they were doing this. I mean, you know, Christopher yeah. Nolan will never say that, but, you know, in the back of his mind, even when he was making like Dunkirk, he was he. He had the Oscar in the back of his mind when he's making these types of movies that are are usually um, magnetic toward the ceremony. So I, I just it annoys me when people pick and choose what they want to consider Oscar bait. Yeah, for sure. Do you think Meister will win hair and makeup or no? Do you think it loses? I I I don't think it will. Yeah, really? I don't, I don't think it will. I, I think it's going over. Uh, I do. Ooh, I think it's going to um, win. I think it's going to win. Let's see here. I just want to. The other nominees here. Yeah, you don't have it in front of you, do you? I don't. A bad host job by me. It's Golda, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Society of Snow. So Poor Things would be the oh. would be the the head to head there. And you know, I would if I were a betting man in this instance, and I guess for this podcast I have to be, I would probably just think Poor Things is is because it's gonna have a little more of the that under the line swell going on. I think that that's going to win, probably win pro, uh, production design. Uh, it, it might grab a couple of those, maybe even costume design. So yeah, I, I would have to, I place my bet with poor things, but hopefully my show wins that and he gets, you know, they, they get something. Hopefully. I mean, keeping that schnoz on during the, uh, the conducting scene, that's an impressive, uh, impressive makeup feat. I got to say, making sure that thing uh... did not sweat off is impressive. <laughs> It can do uh, wonderful things uh, these days in the in that department. Yes. All right. Hopefully, I'm rooting for Maestro. I hope we get something because I think it's a very good movie. Um, all right. Aforementioned here. Agree or disagree? Barbie is in the correct screenplay category. Now, this was a big uh, hubaloo for a while. Of if it was going to be original, was it going to be adapted? It landed in adapted. Do you think that is the correct place for it to land? Yeah. I mean, it's to me. This is a very simple question. The answer is yes. Uh, because of the rules, you know, now, whether I think the rules should be that way or not is, is a different question. Um, but it, they're preexisting characters with their preexisting property and the story's based on these preexisting characters. So therefore it's adapted screenplay, you know, it's, um, to me is pretty straightforward with that. Uh, now, should it be that way? I mean, no, I mean, I think that, I think that they need to reevaluate some of the rules. I think it's ridiculous that Top Gun Maverick was adapted screenplay just because, it's a sequel, you know, whereas something like um, King Richard is original screenplay, even though it's based on specific events by a specific person. You know, there's it's it's so one is is literally a fictional made up story and that's considered adapted. And the other is an account of what someone actually did. And that's considered mm -hmm. original. That's backwards to me, you know, but that that's the rules that they set out for it. And it's I think it's more about the assembly of the screenplay than it is about what the content is there um so something like a completely fictional and original made-up idea like barbie uh is adapted because it's based on a doll um you know i it's it's kind of silly but it no based on the rule it, it is an adapted property yeah i would agree i think it is an adapted screenplay because of what you just highlighted you know it's it's based on characters that someone else created um a big thing was like a couple of years ago, Glass Onion was in the adapted 
because it is a sequel it has no connection to the movie first movie whatsoever the only thing that connects is blanc like that there's your connection the second one yeah that's the connection though it's a pre-existing character so it's yeah um that's the rule you know yeah i i do find it strange that like like you said movies based on people's lives are original because that's literally adapting yeah like not a story but kind of and so i think that is weird but yeah, I think Barbie's in it. Does Barbie have any chance to win? Do you think screenplay? Uh, I, I I have do it up think if it... you want to know who's against. Yeah, give give the people the nominations. It's against uh, Cora Jefferson for American Fiction, uh, Nolan for Oppenheimer, um, Tony McNamara for Poor Things, and Jonathan Glazer for Zone of Interest. I do think it has a chance of winning this. Uh, I do. Um, I think American Fiction would probably be. The favorite here. Um, I don't think Oppenheimer gets this one. I think this is like one of those where Oppenheimer takes home a bunch, but this is one of the ones that that it punts on. I I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't rule out something like a zone of interest. They get a little wacky sometimes with that stuff. Uh, and then the, the fifth one was uh, oh poor things, which uh, could yeah. which could win too. Yeah. So it, this is a this is a tight little category. Um, if I had to place my bet, I would I would probably put it on American fiction. But I do think that there's some motivation for the Academy to give something to Barbie that's not original song. That's not just original song, because it's a lock for for Billie Eilish, I would say. Oh, um, that's jumping, that... at, jumping ahead here. Oh, like OK. It. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> say you lock that in. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't rule it out because and they like they like Bombac and they like Greta Gerwig. And and then there was this stuff about her not getting nominated for director and all that and and. Margot Robbie for actress. So I, I wouldn't rule it out. You know, I don't think it's 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 in the lead right now, but I would uh, I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, I think American fiction is the best uh, in the category. I would like to see it win. Um, but I, I do think the not nominating Gerwig is going to really help her in this category and everyone's going to want to see her talk and, and get up there. And this is the category people like to, you know, recognize like Jordan Peele won for Get Out. Like they weren't going to give it to him director, but they wanted to have him there. So they gave him screenplay. So I think it definitely has a shot, but we'll see. Here we go. Perfect synergy here. Agree or disagree. Best song is a Stone Cold Lock. Stone Cold Lock. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Billie Eilish is going to take over a second Oscar. Yeah, I agree. I And I, I love that song. I think it's such a perfect song, like the, how it fits in the story. And I think it's incredible. I am very on. Uh, on board with that yeah and it's it's good when a lock is like also the best one you know sometimes there's a lock and it's like why is this a lock you know but it is mm-hmm. you know and, and but this is this is one of the ones where it's you know uh you know she has one she has the best one that's out you know because that's they do that sometimes too well she already has an oscar so yeah you know it doesn't matter that it's the best song we need to give it to this to this song you know so th- this is a good example of this is the best uh, nomination here this is the one that deserves it. And this is the one that's going to win. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, oh, you're a musician, though. So yes. question question for you. So uh, this has bugged me because this the I'm just Ken has been mm-hmm. getting a lot of nominations. And I think it won something at some point. Mm-hmm. But they always recognize the guys who wrote the song. And Ryan Gosling name is never even mentioned, even though he performed it. Correct. Now, I, I think that he should be getting just as much credit. He's the one who sang the song, performed it. What do you think? Well, I mean, this is the classic. Uh, um, so Madonna did a song for Dick Tracy, you know, performed it, the whole thing. And then it won. 
and she doesn't come up and help accept the award. She sits in the stands and watches like everyone else because she's not a songwriter. No, the nomination goes to the songwriter. I mean, that's what uh, they're rewarding, the writing of the song, not the performance of the song. So, you know, again, they've changed rules in the past. It wouldn't be the first time, you know, they give it to the performer and the writer. But in this instance, it goes to the writer, just like how Best Picture goes to the producer, the credited producer. Uh, yeah. And not they, the lead actors who are in it too, or the other people who were uh, involved. The director's not a producer. He doesn't get a, even though he directed the film, he doesn't get an Oscar for it because mm -hmm. he wasn't a credited producer. Yeah. So it's just, those are the rules. They can't give statues to everybody. So, okay. You had a good argument there. I'll allow it. All right. Got a couple left here. Agree or disagree. Best visual effects is the only category that budget should be considered in uh, handing out the award. Okay, so uh, when budget should be considered, so basically you're saying that if it if it's a big budget movie, it should be held against the film. Somewhat, yeah. So, uh, so the creator was nominated this year. I think its budget was like eighty million dollars. And while I didn't love the movie, I thought it looked great, and it mm -hmm. looked better than a lot of movies: Cough, Cough, Fast X, or Indiana Jones Seventeen, mm -hmm. that were four hundred million dollars. It looked way better. So I'm not saying like big blockbusters should be ineligible because like Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought had great visual effects. But I I do think that we should reward the smaller budget movies if they look just as good as the big blockbuster. I mean, I don't think that budget should. I don't think budget should matter. I think the product should matter. Um, no, I think you should you should put in consideration, you know, that if, did, did creator get nominated or did it not get nominated? It did. Yeah, it, it did. did. Okay. So yeah, if I'm voting on it and saying, Hey, wow, this guy used, you know, physical, uh, tactical effects to make this really cool looking thing. And he did it within a crazy budget. Like that's impressive. You know, what was more impressive to me though, but then you got to look at the visual product. If Indiana Jones and the search for the crystal cola is, <laughs> is took spend $400 million and looks really good too, you know, av avatar esque, then fine, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think you have to weigh the both. I think you you have to weigh them both. Uh, dial up but, but you know you yeah. could use that for production design too, or makeup. You know, uh, if the makeup looks really good and someone spent more money on it than others, um, you can weigh all that in. But I don't think that that should be the determining factor. I, should, I don't think it's like because they spent less and made it look good, even though it doesn't look as good. We're going to give it to that. Like I think it should go to the one that looks the best at the end of the day. Mm. Well, I can promise you, Dial of Destiny does not look like Avatar. I can promise you that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although you don't think Avatar looks good, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Uh, Godzilla though should win visual effects. I'm pulling for it. I hope it does. Okay. All right, we got one last one, and since I don't think you've seen either one of these movies, so I don't even know what this is going to hold. But agree or disagree that not only is Across the Spider Verse no longer the favorite in Best Animated, it isn't even going to win. I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's like locked in. I think it's got a shot, but I don't think it's going to win. I think this is going to to Studio Slim Jimbly and uh, and the uh, boy and his pet heron. I think that's what's going to uh, what's going to win this one. And you know what? I mean, I'm okay with it. I got, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen either movie. I, I hmm. probably won't. But um, I get the cultural impact of giving it to that. And there's only been one foreign film to ever win in this category, and I think that was Spirited Away. Hmm. And you know, so I, I think there's some, uh, you know, you're scratching an itch there a little bit and people seem to 
you know, seem to like this one or at least, um, you know, want to honor the filmmaker who is this his final film? Is that what they're saying with this? Well, who knows? Yeah, that's what so, I mean, that's what he said. And now it's all of a sudden, no, yeah. it might not be the case. After everyone votes, he's going to announce right. that, oh, well, maybe yeah, I'm coming he's... back. He's pulling a Tarantino. So yeah, he's making live action um, coloring books. So, you know, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> you know, he can easily come out of retirement. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Boy and the Heron is is pretty solidly going to win. Spider-Verse, it felt like a lock for like six months, five months. And then all of a sudden, Boy and the Heron just came out of nowhere. And uh, and I do think it's going to win. Which, whatever. I mean, the first Spider-Verse movie won. I would bet my life the, the final Spider-Verse movie is going to win. So, you know, I guess it's okay if the second one doesn't. Mm. All right. Well, that's all I had. Do you have any, uh, any surprise, agree, disagrees for me or no? Well, um... I I mean, do you agree that Oppenheimer should be the running favorite and and the 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 would be lock to win here for best picture? For best picture, yeah. Oh yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it should be even close. All right, I mean, so you have you have a huge gap between it and whatever's in second place. Yeah, yeah, I think it's okay. a steamroll win. Yeah, and I think be. that's fair. Yeah, yeah, and certainly in the director category. Um, you know, this is this is a well-deserved year for Christopher Nolan, and he absolutely should be uh, should be recognized here with this. So, yeah, when we get to the odds, um, director is is a joke. The odds, it's a it's a very big lead for yeah, sure. It, yeah, take it off the board kind of category. Yeah, but so before we jump into the odds, though, I wanna I wanna pat myself on the back, and this might be a little premature. Okay, it hasn't happened yet, but if you recall last year. I said Robert Downey Jr. was going to win Best Supporting Actor on this pod last year. And now he hasn't won yet, but I, I would like to take a premature victory lap because it looks pretty good that he's going to win. And I was right. And you hadn't seen the film yet at that point? It was now. You couldn't have. No, it was four months from coming out. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'll give you give you credit there. Yeah. Um, I think I said in our first one two years ago that I can't wait to see Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> it took that long for it to come out. Uh, well, it took that long to show at my theater. I think yeah. it's still going. I saw oh, it in September. God, I think right. it's I still playing. You're a, yeah. You're an anti-mooner. Yeah. I, uh, I left early. It's still playing. My showing is still going. I don't know. But, uh, so I have, a, I have another prediction. I'm going to try to keep the streak hot and see if I can go two for two here for next year. Okay. I have, I'm going to predict right now, Coleman Domingo will win best actor for his movie Sing Sing that comes out later this year. Okay. You're going for the win best lead actor. You're going right for it. I am going for the, a big kahuna there. Uh, have you heard anything about Sing Sing? You know anything about I it? haven't. I've heard that I've heard it mentioned, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's a well, it's an A24 joint. Um, okay, not a good so, start. <laughs> no, but it's about uh, I don't know too much about it. It's about this um, these incarcerated individuals who use like song and theater and dance to kind of help them through their struggles. And uh, and I think it's going to be a very powerful film from what I've read and, and everything. And I'm just going to, I'm going to He's got a lot of momentum right now. He's got a lot of heat. He's getting cast and everything. And I okay. think he's going to ride that wave to the wind next year. Hopefully it's better than Rustin. I would imagine it will be. That was not great. No. What was Chris Rock doing in that movie? What was going on there with that? Someone needed to slap him. I don't yeah. Know. I was waiting for Will, <laughs> for, for Will Smith to come out in terrible makeup and smack him. That would have, up to the uh, the entertainment factor. Uh, that would be up for best picture for me if he did that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like neck and neck with Oppenheimer if he does that. Like give me Will Smith or Jigsaw, one of the two. We need we need someone out to help this situation here. Yeah. Um, 
Speaking of that, my slap pool that I do every year. I have Christopher Nolan as the odds-on favorite. I think if for some reason lightning strikes and he doesn't win, he's going to get violent. I think he's going to hit somebody. Oh, he's going to be the slapper. Yes. I don't know. who The nearest proximity. Whoever's next to him, he's going to slap if he doesn't win. I think he's going to hit him. Okay. (laughs) Well, I think he's going to win, so I wouldn't worry about that. He uh, at one of the award shows, he uh, he won and he didn't even like, you know, he, he didn't look happy. He just like nodded his head like, yes, you got that correct. Yes. Yeah, he's pretty buckled down. He's pretty buckled down. I don't think he's slapping anybody. No, no. Um, all right. Let's dive into the categories here. So we're going to do the big six. I'm going to go over the odds and then we'll do some uh, some other stuff after that. So best supporting cool. actress. We have the favorite Divine Joy Randolph from The Holdovers at minus 1100. Then we have Danielle Brooks in The Color Purple at plus 1,100. Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer, also plus 1,100. America Ferreira in Barbie is plus 2,600. And Jodie Foster in Nyad, plus 2,900. And for anyone who doesn't understand gambling, if there's a minus in front of it, that's how much you have to bet to win $100. And if there's a plus in front of it, that's how much you win if you bet $100. So minus means more likely to win. What are your thoughts on those odds? Well, before I say anything, I just let's shout out Jodie Foster. What a year for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a much deserved nomination here for Nyad. And, um, you know, uh, doing the Matthew McConaughey double uh, duty of getting nominated for the Oscar and uh, and starring in True Detective in the same year. Uh, that's a that's a oh. great thing. You know, but he won back there with that at Dallas Buyers Club and, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the best seasons of television in True Detective season one. Um, I haven't watched season four yet. Uh, I like to wait till it's complete. I think it did finally com- get complete. So I'll, I'll be starting that up soon. I heard it, you know, mixed reviews, but uh, so shout out to Jodie Foster. That's awesome. Two time, two time uh, lead actress winner and a back to back winner too, which is very hard to do. Mm. Uh, so, so I saw a poll on Twitter saying like out of the four favorites, out of these four favorites, which would you be the most shocked if they lost? And I answered Christopher Nolan and Christopher Nolan was the most popular answer there. Uh, but I almost answered uh, Divine uh, Joy Randolph because I think that this is as big of a lock as Nolan is, to mm-hmm. be honest. Uh, and, you know, it's like kind of when, when the word lock is is not a uh, there's no gray area with it. A lock means it's locked. You know, so I, I, I hate when people say, oh, it's a lock when it's like, no, it's just like it's just very likely like. But this to me is a lock the lock. And just like Nolan, I think that that she's got this in and rightfully so. It's the best performance in the category. Uh, so give me give me divine joy. I um, look, I thought she was very good in the movie and I think she should, you know, she should win. But I am a little surprised at how just far and away it's just been locked up since the movie came out. There was no questions. It was just her for five months straight. It does surprise me. I don't think she was that good. Why does it surprise you though? Because I just don't think the performance like is that good. You know, like I don't think I think it's very good. I think it deserves to win. I think it should win. But I don't I don't know if it was a in in regards to its competition, though. Yeah, well, well, first of all, which we're going to touch on in a minute, I the two best supporting performances of the year, in my opinion, were not even nominated. So but in in this Mm. field, I think she was definitely the best. But yeah, it just seems like. So to, then right there, why aren't you surprised that she's this big of a lock? I mean, just I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not surprising in terms of who she's going up against, but it just it doesn't feel like a performance that should be just like 
case closed six months just no questions asked wins every single award and every single show and there's... it's all relative man i mean if yeah. if you know she's if she doesn't have someone going up against her like we like we have in the in the lead actor race which we'll get to mm. um you know either one of those could easily be locks in any given year but they're not because they're going up against each other so this it, yeah. had she gone up against another you know another heavy hitter then it, it would have been a different story but to me it's she uh, this type of performance fits the mold for what they like to reward in this category. Uh, and I thought that she impacted her movie just way more than any, any of these other people in this category. Um, so I, I, I think it, I think it should be a lock. I would agree. It's a fairly weak category behind her. Um, Jodie Foster was probably my favorite performance in, in the category. Randolph's was the best, I think, but Foster's was my favorite. Yeah, like you said, cool. shout out to her. Great year. Although True Detective season four, eh, it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. All right. So biggest snub. Is there anyone you thought should have been nominated that wasn't? And if so, I'm gonna make you take a name out. I would take out America Ferrara. I don't consider that a an Academy uh, appropriate performance. You know, I thought it was very gimmicky. It was cut around. It was, you know, it's that's a um. You know, I, I thought that was a forced. I thought that was a forced nomination. Um, give me yours first, because I, I I do have a couple. I just want to um get get uh, grasped on who who I would go with here. Sure. So, um, so Ferreira, I agree. I mean, she has the monologue, which is why she's nominated. I actually thought Rhea Perlman, to be honest, was better in the movie. I thought she was fantastic agree. and was the heart of the movie. Um, the, and if the, we're not nominating for Ken for song. You know, why are we nominating uh, America Ferrera for the speech? Give that to the writers, too, you know? Mm. Yeah, true. So my snubs, I think the two best performances of the year in this category, Viola Davis in Air, I think was by far the best part of that movie, and I love that movie. I think she was fantastic, and I can't believe she wasn't nominated. And then Rachel McAdams in Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. I thought she was fantastic as well. So I would have liked to see both them in. I would definitely take out Emily Blunt. She she's drunk for most of her role, other than the one speech. I don't think she was that great. And then, I liked Emily Blunt. I liked Emily yeah. Blunt in in that film. I thought she was pretty good, particularly toward the end of it. Uh, I mm. uh, I agree. With, I Viola Davis is just she's a victim of when that movie came out. If that movie comes out in November, I think she's in the race. Uh, just these these February films and and you know February to April films, they really got to have staying power. To hang in there and sometimes the acting uh, categories are, are what gets the first hit there so um i like those though those those are, are good um i uh i don't have another one off the top of my head I'll, I'll if i think of it as we go i'll i'll throw it out there but i feel a little more passionate about some of the um the the uh the male categories and some of the snubs that went on there sure yeah air should have been nominated i mean uh should have been released when the nba started in october i don't know what they were doing like the, you get the whole marketing with the NBA season right there. It makes no sense to me, but oh well. Um, so in terms of betting, best bet, I would say Divine Joe Randolph. I think you're wasting your money. You're just lighting it on fire if you bet on anyone else. Yeah, no, this is not a category to bet on. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, and we'll win. Obviously, we both think Divine. All right. Yes. Best supporting actor. Here we go. I nailed it. Hopefully we got Robert Downey Jr. as the favorite at minus 600. Then we have Ryan Gosling and Barbie at plus 600. 
And then we have Robert De Niro in Killers of the Flower Moon at plus 1800. Mark Ruffalo in Poor Things, also plus 1800. And then Sterling K. Brown in American Fiction, plus 2900. What stands out to you? Uh, yeah, I, I guess Sterling K. Brown is the is the obvious fifth place. That I think maybe that surprises me a little bit that he's that far behind the others. Uh, because, I mean... <laughs> I mean, his performance is much more human than what you see with with, with not, I mean, not not putting shade on Ryan Gosling or that forms. It's a great performance, but it's just I mean, Sterling K. Brown is doing a lot more human things than literally playing a doll uh, mm-hmm. and forget about whatever Mark Ruffalo's doing in that. He's a buffoon. <laughs> He's, you know, to, to be a, a clown and a buffoon in a buffoonish movie is uh, impressive, um, you know, in the wrong kind of way. Uh, and um, mm-hmm. again, not casting shade on poor things, casting shade on Mark Ruffalo. Um, yeah, uh, I think this is Robert Downey Jr.'s year for sure. I think on top of that, though, is is I I like Robert De Niro a lot in this category. I like this performance. I thought it was one of his better performances in many, many years. I think they're just this is what I was talking about earlier, where he's getting dismissed because he has two Oscars. And if he had gone to this point in his career without an Oscar, this would be a much different race. Now, it shouldn't be that way, but I think it would be that way. That would kind of be my take out of this. If 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 Robert, the great Robert De Niro was Oscarless and he came forth with this performance up against Robert Downey Jr., who's also Oscarless, who's also had a nice career, this would be a much tighter race that ultimately may still go to a Robert Downey Jr., but I think it would you those numbers would look way differently. And the two Oscars is really kind of separating the the um the the length between those two horses right now. I would definitely agree with that. If he didn't have any, it would be much closer. Um, best work shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Shouldn't be that way. True, but it should yeah. be about the best performance. But it, it is. It is unfortunately. Yeah, um, his best work since Rocky and Bullwinkle, I think for sure. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> um, Brendan Fraser, right? To yeah, Jesus, he should get a Razzie. That was so bad. That was that was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. That was Razzie territory. That, that was bad. Fireman performance there. That was that was that was. That was the editor falling asleep in his chair right there. That should have been snip snipped right out of that movie. De Niro, I don't think he was that great in it. Um, I think he was good. I think he's probably the second best part of the movie behind Lily. Um, but the goggles for me, uh, we got to get those things off his face. Every time he wore those, I was like, you look ridiculous. Someone take these off of him. He, uh, that disqualified him for me right there. Like, you can't look like that and win an Oscar. I'm sorry. Not gonna I liked him. I like, like the might, goggles. Yeah, I might go out and get a pair. Oh my god! You, well, you have to do the next podcast we do with them on. I'll put them on the on my my plane ride. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Any? Did you have any snubs in this category? And who would you take out if you did? Yeah, I had a uh, I had a few snubs. Uh, number one, Dominic Sessa from Holdovers absolutely should have been in this category. Uh, I I think it's laughable when you compare his performance to to Ruffalo's. Um, I thought uh, Jeremy Allen White in Iron Claw should have been considered for this. I thought that was a really nice performance. Um, and, you know, really kind of more subtle than I was expecting out of him, to be honest. And, um, yeah, so those two right there, uh, I would I would have considered to be put into this to this category. Nice. I also had Sessa um, throwing into account it was his first ever like role. It's like, yeah, this is incredible. Yeah, uh, probably should. And he probably got yeah, he probably got punished for that. To be honest, sometimes probably. they get that way too. Um, yeah. And not for nothing, I didn't think the Ruffalo was the best option from that movie. I thought Willem Dafoe was worlds better 
than Ruffalo was in that mm. film. Burp, bubble burps aside. Um, <laughs> Bubbles. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, I, I thought he was a much he, he connected much more to the script there than than Ruffalo was, who was just, you know, whatever he was doing. <laughs> Interesting. Um, miscast too. Ruffalo was totally miscast. In it. Definitely different than anything he's really done. Uh, I, I was surprised both of them didn't get in because um, looking back at the history of this, I think it's like four years in a row that a movie has had two two actors get into this category. So I, w- I was kind of expecting both of them to get in. I was a little surprised that Brown got the nod. Uh, but I think, yeah, Sessa, I think to me is the, is the best performance that got left out. Yeah. Uh, in terms of best bet, I think Gosling, I, I, I think Downey's going to win, but I think Gosling, there's a chance. I think he was really great in the movie. I think he's easily the best part of Barbie. And I think he does some great work and he is Oscarless as well. And some people, like Corns, just worships at his altar, thinks he's like the best ever. Joey so, Arton? Yeah. So I think he has a I think he's a live bet. I think he's got a chance. Plus six hundred, he said? Yeah. And down I don't know if that yeah. plus six hundred's enough for me to go down that mm-hmm. route. Uh you know, if his number was closer to De Niro's, then maybe. Um I, I like where you're coming from with it. I like I like what you're saying. If you like if you're forced to kind of predict a, a profitable upset that might be a, a a way to go mm. uh but i i don't i don't think he's going to win i think this is this is like in a year of we've have a few locks this is in that mix like this is in that time i think i think dj is uh rdj is he's kicking off the ceremony because they give this award out first he's gonna give yeah. a big speech to get the place started yeah, that's that's gonna happen yeah i agree danny's definitely gonna win and i really hope he uh, ends his speech with "I am Iron Man," just to to say "screw you" to everyone who doesn't like Marvel movies and doesn't I respect hope he them. Does not do that. <laughs> I think that would be embarrassing. Uh, but yes. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of these categories do feel locked. I think there's only two categories that I could even see something else winning than the favorite, and this is one of them. And even this is pretty long shot. But mm. uh, or I guess there's three. Excuse me, there's three. But uh, I think Downey will win. We're headed to the big, the biggest race of the night, in my opinion. Best actress. We have Emma Stone as the favorite in Poor Things at minus 210. And then Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon is plus 165. So pretty close there. Uh, Sandra Hewler in Anatomy of a Fall, plus 1600. Carrie Mulligan in Maestro, plus 2600. And then my girl Annette Benning in Nyad, God bless her, plus 3400. Uh, reactions. Uh, yeah, so this, you know, this is one where you might want to, if you were looking to bet on something, this would maybe be the one to do it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lily Gladstone is a good bet here. I, he, for a couple reasons, one is just a couple things we discussed already. Emma Stone has that Oscar ready. It's a, and it's a weird movie for the Academy. Poor Things is not fully Academy palatable. Now that was tested last year with with everything everywhere all at once, which is kind of in that elk too. So that might have broken things a little bit there. But that 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 giant snowball might have been too momentous to deflect. Whereas something like a lead actress from an uh, from a performer who already has an Oscar, I could see some of the older members of the Academy maybe kind of like cringing a bit at something like poor things. And something like a Lily Gladstone is a much more traditional winner here. 
I think she's much better than people give her credit for in this movie. I think there's the whole uh, narrative about, oh, she just sits in the bed and doesn't do anything. Uh, no. Okay. There's a ton of acting that goes on when you're not talking. And she does a whole world of that in this film. I, I think this category, as I said before, has five really good performances and five performances that I would be okay with the leading lady holding the statue up. So I'm really good with whoever wins here. Um, my vote would would be for Mulligan, personally. Uh, I, I thought she was the best performance of, of the five. I mean, that's not happening. Um, I thought uh, Hula was great, really great. And I think she'd make a great lead actress. And I don't think she's, I don't think she's out of the mix. I think no. the three here could win. Three here could win. Now, Hooler would be a wild upset, but not an impossible upset. And the people who thought that she should have been nominated for Zone of Interest, I think, need to get their head checked though, because that's <laughs> insane to me. Like you can't, you can't, you can't carry over from movie to movie here. Uh, that is a, absurd to think that she should be up for supporting actress for that. Yeah, I mean, we're probably looking at an Emma Stone win, but this is a live bet here. This is a this is this is one where you could put some money on Lily Gladstone and feel semi confident that you're going to get something back. For sure, the odds are very close. I do think Gladstone, and I think Hooler too. This could be a situation where everyone knows Anatomy of the Fall isn't going to win Best Picture, isn't going to win Screenplay. Let's put our support in in Hooler. And maybe she ends up, and maybe Gladstone and Stone split their votes among the Academy, and Hooler ends up sneaking maybe. up the middle. Yeah, I don't um, know that they think that way. In in as far as the movie goes, like with performances, like oh, this is our only chance to reward this specific movie. I don't mm-hmm. think that the predominantly that the Academy uses that type of of thought processing. Mm-hmm. But I don't hate the idea of the vote splitting between the top two. And Sandra Sandra Hewler kind of kind of sneaking in there as a third. I think it's a very unlikely scenario, but you know, I I would I, when that envelope opens, it's probably going to be Stone or Gladstone, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I uh, if, personally I think Emma Stone was was the best in this category. I, I don't like poor things very much at all, but I thought she was she did some really great stuff and really challenging and and bold acting. You know, to to do what she did in that movie. Uh, I do think Lily Gladstone will get hurt in that I think it's a lead performance, but I also think if she was in supporting, I wouldn't bat an eye about it because she there is a lot of the movie she's not in. Um, yeah, she's, I, don't, I don't agree with that. She's a prominent part of when she's in it, but there's a lot she isn't in. So, I mean, I think she's in the right category, but I wouldn't be like if she was in supporting, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense, too. So I wonder if maybe that could hurt her as well. I mean, she's a central focus point for the storytelling to me. I, I think that she's I think it'd be a travesty if she was if she was mm. uh, that, that would be mega, mega category fraud for me if she wasn't supporting. Mm. But that's just me. Um, and I'll tell you what, you could convince me. I could be convinced that Huler is the is the best performance out of those three. You could you could sit me down and pitch me a good argument and I, I could go along with that. Um, mm. So I, I'm not saying that when push came to shove, if I had to pick between those three that I wouldn't write her on to that to that ballot um you know that's that's how strong she is in that film she's yeah. doing a lot of work in that film still a lot of work for sure she is yeah i think stone will win it though and hey two at age 35 uh she's she's uh coming on streep's corner you know she's starting to she's starting to pack her bags looking at zillow she's she's getting i there. wouldn't hate on that i wouldn't hate yeah. on that that's that she's she's easy to root for for sure um any snubs for you in this category <sighs> 
you know, this is this is my favorite category of the bunch. I, I think they got it right. Uh, I know everyone likes to, you know, chirp about when they get it wrong. But I think that you have to kind of sit and, and point and recognize when they get it right. I know there's some Greta Lee people out there who think that, that she should have been in the mix. But I, I just think Annette Benning was doing a, a little bit more with with worse material. Um, not to, you know, to, to throw a, a blind side at Nyad, but it's just like, that's, it's just. Screenplay is not to, past lives for sure. Yeah. She had to do a little, little more at that script, you know, a, yeah. a lot more at that script. For sure. And, and I always kind of lend toward a physical performance too, like that. Uh, yeah, but I, I think they got this one right. So I'm going to say no, there, there's no stuffs. Yeah, I think, you know, Greta Lee is, gave a great performance. Margot Robbie, first of all, she wasn't snubbed because she was nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture. So she wasn't snubbed, but you know, I think she has a case. I, I would hear it if, you know, if someone said she uh, deserves absolutely. to be in. Absolutely. Um, she was great. Uh, I thought she was, you know, quietly the best part of that film. You know, everyone liked to, likes to put it in other directions, but she was, she really carried that film in a lot of ways. So yeah, and I would be good with her being in this mix here uh, yeah. over, over Benning. But, um, but I, I liked the, I liked what Annette Benning did in that. I thought she had, she really kind of had to, to, to raise the bar here to get, to get going on that, on that film. So. And another one that I loved, I thought was one of the best performances of the year, Sophie Wilde in Talk to Me. She okay. was incredible. I, I loved her performance. Thought she was great. Uh, are you a horror guy or no? You like horror, right? I'm a horror guy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I I try to live by the mental the uh, the tagline, "Don't talk to me." You know, that's that's mm. what I try to <laughs> I try to project out into the world. So you know, I, I didn't see that film. There. Well, you're doing it right by having a podcast. That's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do the talking. That's fair. <laughs> you did the listening. That's fair. <laughs> um, uh, you should watch that movie though. It's it's really good. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, best actor. Another super tight race. We have Killian Murphy as the favorite in Oppenheimer at minus three forty. We have Paul Giamatti in the holdovers at plus one ninety five, and then a massive gap. We have Bradley Cooper in Maestro at plus twenty two hundred. Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction at plus sixty five hundred, and then Coleman Domingo for some reason is here from Rustin at plus 6,500. Uh, man, could have been a really, really all-time category if, mm -hmm. if they got that fifth spot right. And they did not at all. Uh, Rustin is is just not an Oscar-worthy movie, un unfortunately. It's just, just, you know, not, not saying anything to the subject material or, or what they were trying to accomplish with the film. It's just in the execution of the craft and the filmmaking, it is just, you know, did not did not pass pass the bar for me. No. Other four are are really good nominations. Um, boy, Jeffrey Wright was incredible in American Fiction. I'm, I'm really happy to see him in here. He would have been the one I would have been the most upset about if he was snubbed. I this is the the two the two favorites here, Giamatti and Murphy. This is like the re reverse Sophie's Choice for me, where like I'm. <laughs> thrilled with either one winning like it's you can't go wrong it sucks for the other one because i do i hate i hate to put this notion out into the world but i think that the loser is going to go oscarless for his career uh i really hate to wow. say that i know i know um i i think this is Mur this is murphy's shot you know i i think this is his year i don't think he climbs back to the top of this type of mountain and Giamatti, man, same thing. Like he's just he's 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 worked so long to get here. G Giamatti is more likely to get another one than Murphy, in my 
in my estimation, which I think yeah. might surprise people because like, oh, Murphy's younger. He's got, you know, this is him kind of hitting the big scene. It's just a lot of times guys like Murphy will will just never get a role like this quite again. Um, oh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they both get Oscars at some point. And I don't know who's going to win this. I really don't. I just think this is as good as the coin flip as, as you can get. Uh, if I had to place the bet. And did you say that Giamatti was the favorite? Uh, Murphy's the favorite. He's minus 340 and Giamatti is plus 195. Okay, Giamatti's a great bet here. Yeah. Uh, because I, if I was forced to pick, I would guess that Giamatti wins. Based on the veteran nature, uh, the the type of movie that he's in, the type of performance he gave, uh, there's a lot of a lot of arrows pointing to this being a Giamatti win for me. And Oppenheimer kind of sweeping up in all these other areas. I think it could be in an acting department they could go the other way. I'm a little surprised that Murphy's favorite, to be honest with you. Um, I like that. I, I love Silly Murphy, man. I I go way back with Silly and Murphy in my uh, my film watching. Um, uh, 28 Days Later, man, one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, Danny Boyle's uh, talking about horror movies. Win that shakes the barley. Uh, of course, I know you're a big uh, you're a big Nolan, but or, or you're maybe you're. I guess uh, Tom from Gmo's a bigger uh, a Nolan Batman fan than you, but I love him in those films. You know, he's in a bunch of Nolan stuff too. So I, I love Silly yeah. Murphy. It would be amazing to see him on the big stage hoisting up the the statue. But man, Giamatti deserves it too. Sideways and. Um, and all that. Yeah, good, good stuff. But Cinderella Man, even going back to The Negotiator mm. with Samuel L. Uh, yeah, mm. he's he's just, they're both just amazing world-class actors. And I'm happy one of them's going to get it. Big Mama's House. He's great. In. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I think this and Best Actress, I think, are the two categories where you should just bet whoever the favorite isn't. Um, yeah. Because yeah. it's such a coin flip. I was also surprised Murphy was the favorite. Um, I felt pretty strongly that Giamatti was going to win for a while now. But I think this past Sunday, Murphy won the BAFTA, which I guess is not a surprise. Not super surprising, but it's still a big. That's a hometown win. though. They're, they're, yeah. You're from that part of the world. You're winning the BAFTA. That's that's how that goes. True, true. But uh, I definitely think that helps Murphy for this category. So, yeah, I think it's it's totally a toss up. I could see Giamatti winning a supporting actor down the road kind of in the vein of like rdj this year of like he gives a really great performance it's time to just recognize him or i think he has a better shot than murphy i agree in, in that role but yeah i think i do think giamatti is going to win i think the in and out was the thing that did it he went viral for that and i think it was over from there i don't think that has any factor in whatsoever <laughs> but that's he's likable you got who how could you not love him he just he wins a golden globe or whatever and then goes to in and out it's fantastic oh uh, very likable but murphy's super likable too he had a great golden, golden globe speech too and and yeah i they're they're both what one thing's for sure either way we're gonna have a real good winner r-e-e-l-g-o-o-d winner for best actor so there you go we are uh any snubs for you in this category i'm assuming there is oh yeah there's two massive ones uh i'll start with leonardo dicaprio you know where what a crazy thought um yeah no i mean i i mean you know, i know you're again you're not a killers to flower moon guy but i thought that was an awesome performance for him i thought it was a it was a top tier in his filmography performance wow um, shocked that they passed through it with him uh i don't want to hear this he's too old for the role or too it's leo i mean come on no. Uh, and uh, Zach Efron, uh, Zach Efron should be here. Yeah, he he's he was 
he was deprived of that spot. That he that was a, a, a just an incredible performance from him in Iron Claw, and he should be the fifth choice here. Absolutely, uh, you will never convince me that that wasn't a High School Musical, you know, anti-vote. That no, like they didn't they take him that. seriously. It's ridiculous. Dude was what seventeen when he did Disney movies. Grow up, Academy. Like Disney movies are movies too, just because you don't want to acknowledge them. Like he does, he's a great actor and he gave a great performance and he should have been nominated. Um, the, the Leo thing, uh, look, I think he's the greatest actor of all time. In my opinion, I, I do not agree that this is up there in his filmography. I think this is probably not top 10 for me. I, I don't think he, I think he was at best the third best performance in that movie. Yeah. He was the third best performance. So that doesn't mean he shouldn't be at this four people can get nominated. You know, so more than four people get nominated. Lots of people get nominated. So that's well, yeah, but third best in a in a movies that so, so movie. Oscars. Uh, you know, well, yeah, well, I mean, if everything ever all at once, it would have been the best. But you know, that's a different. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. The third best performance in that won an Oscar. So true. Yeah. Well, yeah, arg- with, uh, arg- arguably three third. car named desire. You know, three three acting Oscars. Yeah, I mean, third best in a so-so movie. Uh, I don't I don't know if he needed. To, well, the so-so movie but... thing is that's uh, opinions vary. Yeah, that's. But uh, yeah, Zach Efron uh, should have been here. And uh, you know, I'm going to throw some love to Barry Keoghan. Should have gotten more love. Maybe not be nominated here, but you know, he he should have been a little more in the conversation, in my opinion. He was fantastic in Saltburn. He could have been up for uh, for both actor and supporting actor. He gets up for lead, and his uh, and his member gets up for supporting. You know, <laughs> it did a lot of work. It did it a lot of did. thing in that. Uh... Got got real muddy. Yes. What a movie! What a film! Too bad, overlooked by the Academy. Ridiculous. I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. Oh, okay. Are you we not a Saltburn guy? I didn't say that, but I don't think we need okay. to be talking about it at the Oscar night. We, we, uh, can, we can let that go. We can let that. Come go. on, come on! Cinematography, get out of here! It was beautiful, beautiful movie. It was shot very well. When he's when he's fucking the grave in the rain. I mean, come on! What a. I sentence. was trying to be subtle about it, but <laughs> okay. Yeah. What a sentence! What a scene! Come on. Uh, yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to to have a camera on Barry Keoghan when he read uh, the table read, and it's like, okay, then my character what does what? That would have been just. I think he improved it. I think that was <laughs> really I'm serious. That yeah, I think that was an improv move. That's fantastic. The yeah. <laughs> director's like, no, hold on, wait a second, let's see what he does. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, even so, there we go. He should. Um, he should be nominated. Improving that. That's it. Over Efron, I'm good. In a weaker year, I think he could have been. Uh, could have been, yeah, but... probably. Um, all right, let's go to the biggest lock of the night, in my opinion. Best director, we have Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Minus... Oh, by the way, I hate to interrupt, but I, my no, supporting good. actress finally came to me. Ooh, um, yeah, you're not gonna probably not gonna like it though. Uh, Natalie Portman. I'll put Natalie Portman in there. I know she was uh, uh, from May December. Um, I know that she was kind of pushed as the lead in May December. Uh, yeah. But I really liked her in that, and to me, I think you could you could make the argument that it is Julianne Moore's story in that film, and that the person kind of coming into the mix is, you know, more of the, uh, you know, they're 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 trying to act and portray in the Julianne Moore role. So I would maybe want to put uh, Natalie Portman in that supporting actress spot, but I'm also okay with Julianne Moore being in the mix there for that too. I know you didn't like that, didn't like that movie, but. Um, no. Movie anytime stinks. we get Natalie Portman at the at the at the ceremony, so I'm I'm in for that. Yeah, that movie stinks, but uh, I would definitely say Portman would be the lead. 
Um, so I would go more if you were going, which I love. I love both of those actresses. So, you know, I wouldn't be mad mm-hmm. if their names were called, but uh, I, I am glad that that movie didn't get anything. Fuck Charles Melton. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> doesn't belong anywhere near the Oscars conversation. He cried a lot. Good job. Uh, good for you. Uh, all right. Uh, we, we got best director. So the uh, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer is minus 2000. Not a great bet. Uh, then we have Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things at plus 1,800. And Jonathan Glazer for Zone of Interest, also a plus 1,800. Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon at plus 2,900. And then Justine Trier, Anatomy of a Fall, plus 3,400. Yeah, I was going to say I'm surprised Glazer's not in second place. And then you then you read that his number was tied. So yeah, I, uh, I mean, there's not much to talk about in this category. It's Christopher Nolan's year. I mean, it was Christopher Nolan's year in July. You know, this was... We all knew in July he was winning this this award, so um, they should take the odds off the board. As far as I'm <laughs> concerned, this this is this is a foregone conclusion. Yeah, this is absolutely done. There's no chance. Uh, Yorgos, I just can't with this guy. I'm over it. Like this, like <laughs> it's. I'm I'm over it. it like it's just ridiculous. These are ridiculous films that this guy is making. Like, what are we doing? Why Why does everybody love him? I this was my first experience with him, so uh, I'll have to refrain from from uh, from from tossing uh, any any paint at his his filmography. Uh, you know, I don't need to see if I don't see Willem Dafoe burp out another gas bubble again. I'll be good. Uh, I don't know. I do want to see the favorite. I, I hear hear the favorite might be might be aligned with some of my sensibilities. So, um, but I don't know. I, I I respect that he churns out movies. You know, it's, he's not like one of these guys who makes one movie every seven years uh, i respect that he's out there working so i'll give him that but you know it's, it's different strokes for different folks and i'm uh in a different pool he has another one coming out this year another one that's supposed to be in the oscars conversation called Sharing uh, in a way kinds of kindness i believe is the name with emma stone uh, and jesse plemons and a whole bunch of other people so i'm sure he'll be nominated again next year for something stupid um i really i wanted to like this movie I heard great things about Emma Stone. I was like, you know what? And I heard Ruffalo was awesome. And I and I did think he was funny. But I really wanted to like it. And I went in with an open mind. And then like four minutes into the movie, Defoe blows a bubble. And I was just like, nope, I'm done. I'm out for the next two and a half hours. It lost me. And never this was happened. a, um, you know, around midway through the second act, it was a check the clock on the phone and be like, how much longer do I have to live with these people? You know, I, 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 how much longer do I have to be in this world? You know, when, when, when can I leave? Um, but no, I, I, I like, it seems like I like the movie a little more than you did, but not one I'm rushing to revisit, you know? It's, no, it's, yeah. I, I checked the watch when they blew the bubble. I was like, oh my God, this is dug the good. end though. I dug the end. I dug like the last 15 minutes of so that was a fun, like kind of like horror, horror movie conclusion kind of deal. Oh, you did see, I hated that. I thought it yeah. was like against everything she had learned on her journey. Like she had, like, I You're feel probably like, right. You're probably right. I just was entertained. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess it was kind of funny, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. This, this fucking guy with the bubbles. I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, any snubs for you? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Bradley Cooper mm. is a snub. Uh, Greta Gerwig is a snub. Um, Cord Jefferson is a snub. Uh, who else is nominated for best picture? Uh, All of them were snubs. <laughs> Jonathan Glazer should not be nominated for this award. Ooh, really? He should not be nominated here. 
I just I have major problems with that nomination. I have major problems. So, wow. Yeah, take your pick. Wow, uh, Brenda, Brenda, yeah, Brenda uh, Song. Uh, Brenda Song. Sorry, yeah, Brenda Joe, Song. Joey's favorite Brenda put him, Song. Put any uh, one of them. In. I, I actually don't think that that Past Lives is a director's movie either. I think that's like a a, a playwright's movie. You know, I think that yeah. the the screenplay is the strength of that film. Um, not nothing against the directing, but it's just not in a strong directing year. There's no world where that gets nominated. Uh, I hate to say it. Yeah, um, no, I totally agree. Celine Song, deserved. Uh, screenplay, I think should win. I don't know if she will, but uh, I don't think director. Uh, uh, there was nothing special. I didn't think about the direction of the movie. Yeah. Do you have the original screenplay odds up there? Is that a? Uh, I don't I have the you... odds. No, it's, it's probably that or holdovers. I would I would think. But I, think, I, I wouldn't be surprised if past yeah. lives wins. I think holdovers will probably win, but yeah, uh, it could definitely win. Um, I I think Greta Gerwig deserves to be here. I think what she did with with that movie was you know was awesome. I think she did a great job with it, and that you know I've talked about it a lot on I don't know how much on podcasts, but with with like corns, the the dance number, dance the night away. I'm a big musical guy. I love musicals. It's one of the best musical numbers I've ever seen in a movie. I think the way she uses the camera, the choreography, everything about it, I think is flawless, and I just think she should be here. Um, I would take out Glazer. I haven't seen the movie, but I would definitely take out Glazer and Marty. I wouldn't have a problem with Marty if you wanted to throw Cooper in there. Kick kick Marty up. That's fine. You're a jerk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he's a jerk. Uh, no, so. I, 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 yeah. I mean, Greta Gerwig definitely is very worthy of a nomination here. Yeah. Um, what I don't like is people saying like, oh, she didn't get nominated because she's a woman. Like, shut up. A, that a woman not, did get nominated. That is not it. And, uh, and, I heard I was listening to one podcast and in the comment section, someone said, you know, if a man directed the number one box office movie and it got nominated for a bunch of below the line awards, he would never be snubbed. And I was like, like Joseph Kaczynski last year. Right. Yeah. Didn't get and nominated. also wasn't a woman nominated for a much less flashy movie in Anatomy of the Fall. Like, yeah. So what is being a man or woman have anything to do with it? Like, yeah. A Barbie is a much more likely movie to get nominated than Anatomy in a Fall. So mm. I, you know, I don't, I don't know what that's. Yeah. I haven't heard that take, but that's a that's a weird one. Yeah, uh, it's not a not a good take, but I do agree she should be there. I think uh, best bet. I wouldn't bet on anything, but uh, you, if you bet on anything other than Nolan, you yeah. Should... This is take this one off the board. This is not one you should yeah. even be looking at. Yeah, you should call a hotline if you if you bet on this category. You you need you need help. All right. Let's go. And I should mention all these odds are uh, courtesy of FanDuel, which is recently legalized in Maine. So go FanDuel. Hey, welcome, Maine. Yeah. Um, so best picture. Here we go. We have Oppenheimer as the favorite. Uh, not as big of a favorite, though, as I thought. Minus 600. I thought that number would be larger. Uh, and then we have Poor Things at plus 1,300. The Holdovers at plus 1,500. Barbie also at plus 1,500. And then a big drop. Anatomy of a Fall plus thirty one hundred, Killers of the Flower Moon plus thirty one hundred, another big drop, Zone of Interest plus forty five hundred, another big drop, American Fiction plus fifty five hundred, and then a huge drop to Maestro and Past Lives both at plus ten thousand. Okay, so I so I work in the bar industry, and uh, in the bar industry, there's oh there's there's always the guy that comes up 
and you know the the FanDuel or DraftKings uh, aficionado who comes up to you it's you know usually like a little after midnight or one a.m. or so after he's you know he's he's had a few pops and he does the hear me out hear uh, me out bet <laughs> you know and he's going to show you some five team parlay or five leg parlay there's always you know there's always one just crackpot idea here so here's my hear me out crackpot idea if you really want to get weird and place place the the uh the bed and the ilk of the character that i'm describing here hit me with it making a small bet on zone of interest is not a crazy move okay it's has the second highest odds in the director category it's going to win a foreign film it's got a lot of weird late buzz it's it's the type of movie that no one's going to say anything negative about and no one's going to disagree with. Uh, it is a very safe, very industry leaning type of film that could sneak in in a bizarre scenario. Uh, and with those types of odds, forty six hundred. Did you said that forty six hundred? Forty five hundred. Yep. Forty five hundred. If, if we're going to make a wild, out-of-the-pocket riverboat gambling bet here, that's the one I would say. I like it. But that being said, Oppenheimer is probably going to win Best Picture. So <laughs> <laughs> just like just yeah. like a poor soul at 1AM's parlay, it, it will go out the window with that bet probably. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I like that the holdovers is kind of that high in the rankings. It would be a fun Best Picture winner. It's not going to happen again. But uh, And Poor Things is like a like I would predict for that to be in second place, but I think it has less of a chance of winning best picture than some of the ones behind it, you know, just cause I, I don't, I don't know. I don't see them voting that way, but you, it, you wonder, and this is another reason why I wouldn't rule out a something like a, a zone of interest is because they do preferential ballots now. So they have to put yeah. something in second place. What movie is going to pop up in, in most people's second place? Yeah, and that's why it's something like a zone of interest is like that could be a safe movie for people to put in second place. Um, it's it's interesting. Mm. It's interesting. Maybe I th I love the case. I, I love a good hear me out case. Uh, that's great. I'm gonna start stealing that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's yours. It's fantastic. Public domain. Public domain. I do think though, if an international movie is gonna sneak in, it would be Anatomy of a Fall, because people are gonna look at that and say, well, Zone of Interest won best international anatomy of a fall wasn't even nominated so maybe they gravitate more towards voting for that but maybe you're right uh, maybe zone of interest gains momentum yeah i mean i said this earlier i don't know that they think that way i think it's more of an out of sight yeah. out of mind if you didn't get in the mix we're not thinking about it we're thinking about the the names that are in front of us here and yeah. i don't know yeah I, I i wish that we got to see who finished in second place and who finished in last place. I wish like that, that information mm. would like kind of like the MVP voting in sports where, you know, yes. we, we see who gets like the next vote, who was unanimous, who was the closest. Uh, it would take a lot of fun out of what we do as podcasters, you know, cause <laughs> the endless uh, suspecting what could have been or what should have been mm. uh, keeps us, keeps us flowing, but it would be cool to see who would finish second in a year like this. I agree. We should see it. Although last year probably would have made me very depressed because Top Gun Maverick, I don't think was as high as I expected it or thought it would be. So I would have been a lot of crow, I think, if they'd released those results last year. So kind of glad they don't do that because um, it definitely wasn't second either. And I, I, no, I, I don't, don't know if it was even was. third. So 
Um, I've, I've long been of the belief cause I want to make the telecast way more fun. And I think something fun would be to like eliminate movies as the night goes on. Like every hour they're like, these three movies have been eliminated. And then at the, and the final like hour, a, like American idol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, like your ghost has the most and, and Celine song <laughs> holding hands, like uh, in the spotlight, Ryan Seacrest comes out. Yeah. Celine song, you are going home unfortunately yeah. or goes oh my god uh yeah i i uh i think that's wonderfully absurd i think that would add so much drama and then we get to the and then it's like 11 11 o'clock hits and it's like all right it's oppenheimer poor things and anatomy of a fall one of these three movies is gonna win and it's like oh i, I think it would be fun yeah. joey r is sufficiently angry right now listening to this he's, he's always <laughs> sufficiently angry about something he's, he's always fussing about something you know the Holdovers is definitely my second favorite movie in here. I would love if Oppenheimer somehow didn't win. I would love for Holdovers to be the movie to do it. I'm not sure it will. I think Poor Things. If if you're gonna bet, you should bet on Oppenheimer. I think because it's gonna win. But I, if you're gonna bet Night of, I don't know when they would close the the betting. I'm not sure if they close before the ceremony starts or if it's live until the award goes out. But if Poor Things starts rolling early in the night and wins a couple categories production design makeup i think it's going to you know and, to be honest and it wins actress and you know production I, design is probably gonna happen yeah probably uh maybe screenplay i'm sure it's up for screenplay um if it starts Adapted, rolling yeah. yeah i think if it starts rolling then it could be a sign of like oh this maybe this will actually win so i think it, i think poor things could be a nice night of bet as the ceremony goes on if it's live you might be able to get some value on it there. But yeah, I think Oppenheimer is going to win. Well, I mean, under that theory, then it might be smarter to bet it now, you know, and the bet would be that it's going to have the momentum because once you, if you were placing the bet, yeah. once it wins a bunch, your, your odds are probably won't be as good, right? That's true. Kind of want to get it yeah. before it starts rolling a little bit. Um, yeah, but, that's true. But I think we both agree that Oppenheimer is winning this thing. And, and that's, if yeah. you're going to bet, bet on the one that's going to win. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah the second place though the pre preferential ballot is interesting i the, the mm. film that's going to get the most second place votes i mean i i mean man could barbie, could barbie do be. it no i don't i don't think so uh i i to me it's to me i think it would be a zone of interest or you know maybe holdovers holders are very safe movie for for these people and and if it's he feels good you know it's he takes actor yeah you know but we'll never know. So we're just having, uh, we're just talking into the ether yeah. right now. Although, I mean, Holdovers is going to, you know, it could win screenplay, actor, and supporting actress. I mean, that's a lot of big wins. So, it, you know, maybe. True. Uh, any snubs for you in this category? Because I got a big one that I'm sure you know. Uh, no, I, I actually, I actually was not surprised by this list at all. I mean, mm. um, I, I, you know, as good and as strong as this year is, I think the gap after it is kind of wide, especially when we look at something like um, Iron Claw, which just was ignored completely. So it wasn't going to be in the mix there for that. If it doesn't win, if it doesn't take a, if a movie doesn't win anything, or if, if a movie isn't considered at anything below it, you can't want it to just be in best picture. So, yeah. um, but what was your big snub? Well, I have two. Iron Claw, I think, is one. It should have released a little bit earlier, I think. I think the late release kind of killed it. Um, people had already kind of made up their minds, I think, on what they were going to nominate before that came out, coming out like at Christmas time. And then, you know, I talked about it. Air. 
Air is, I think, okay. one of the best movies of the year, and I think it it should be here. Uh, but the release strategy killed it. I think if it's if it's released in October, November, I think it has a a much stronger shot. But yeah, and they love Ben too. So, well, they don't love giving him anything, but they love nominating him for a yeah. bunch and, and screwing him over. Uh, I thought you were going to say Ant Man escapes the ant farm or something like that. So we'll take we'll take. Oh it. no no no! You know, Quantum Mania is is not that good. But uh, Guardians Three, man, I don't know if I saw ten more emo. I definitely didn't see ten more emotionally gripping movies than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I tell you what, I cried like a toddler. Gripping, huh? Yeah. I I was a puddle in the theater. I was openly sobbing for most of the movie. Yeah. Gripping the the door handle on the way out of the theater for me. You saw it. No, no. Oh well, what do you mean? What are you talking about? You like the Guardians movies? What do you? Why yeah. are you making no, fun gonna, of? I, I like am going to watch it. I am going to watch it. I just had to take my MCU hits while I while I can around here. That's fair. Well, um, they're playing to hit. This year was not a good MCU year. So yes, I, I'm I'm the one that won't be spoken of on these Marvel uh, episodes here. So I got to get my get my word in where I can. <laughs> I uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the. Uh, I've seen one and two with the Guardians, so I'll give the third one a shot after I. You know, check out the first two again. It's been been many years since I've done it. Those are really the only Marvel movies I can I can stomach. So that's fair. It's much better than two. Probably on like par to, with. I like on, Kurt Russell. So, uh, oh, there you go. Uh, on par with one. I think much better than two. Um, any movies from this year that you wanted to hit on that we didn't touch on? Anything you really liked? Really didn't like? Anything? I mean, you know, what's fun about a year like this is, is that they really kind of recognize a lot of the films that I loved. So. No, I'm, I'm, you know, I think we've talked about, we've talked about all the ones that this is a year where they largely recognize what they should be recognizing. So, hmm. um, you know, I, I tip my cap to that. So, yeah. Um, and I, I will say to the listener, go out and check out uh, on the streaming circuit, the, uh, and then now that you fixed your, your Twitter handle, I can get your name <laughs> right now at the streaming circuit. True. Uh, check out the episode with Adam St. John. You guys killed it. It was an awesome episode. Hmm. Um it was much much less angry than last year's or the last couple episodes, you know. <laughs> oh. Very true. Um, but no, it was it was it was fun. I, I dug it. Uh, it's a good listen, a good listen, and a good year for for that format too. It's a lot of mm. a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, it was a great year for movies. I thought the committee did a great job. I thought this year much. I think better than last year. You know, we learned our lessons from Joey R's tongue lashing about uh, what it was it called uh, after, after Sun. Sun. Yeah. Yes, that stupid movie um, that I still haven't seen. It's a good film. <laughs> I refuse to watch it. I'll never watch it just because Joey loves it. I will never watch no, it. No, you're you're <laughs> cutting your nose to spite your face. But uh, I stand with the committee over here. I stand with the committee. So we appreciate that. And uh, you know, we're very excited for the episode that we're doing later this year, this summer. It's going to be great. I'm very excited. I think it's the most excited I've ever been for a madness. It's going to be great. Pumped pumped i love i love getting in there i love uh you never know what twists and turns we may take and something like that so uh well thanks a lot man before we head out why don't you tell them what you're doing and where they can find you yeah best picture cast check us out on uh, all the podcast feeds all the social media handles all that it's at best picture cast just how it sounds we cover all the best picture winners in no real particular order uh we kind of get a little committee going we do it uh long form here with like a panel and we really uh we dig into all the ins and outs of uh, each best picture winner we have some fun with it too we don't take ourselves too seriously uh we do a bunch of other stuff too we'll have like little social media tournaments or whatnot and get get some movies in the mix that wouldn't normally uh be in the best picture uh canon so we get to talk about those too and we have a ton of oscar coverage this month coming up too 
Uh, we have our preview uh, episode where we kind of rank each. We, we give what we would vote for in each category, and then we rank our 10 Best Picture winners in order. Uh, it's uh, Adam St. John from that aforementioned uh, Madness episode is there with myself and Joey R, who we've brought up several times in this episode. Uh, the three of us really go at it and it gets heated. It gets contentious a little bit. It's not a uh, it's not a uh, sit around and sing Kumbaya type of episode. We have <laughs> a lot of different thoughts and different ideas and we we go at each other with it. So check that out. That'll be up the Monday, uh, six days before the Oscars. So whatever day, I think it's the third or, or whatever that is. So um, that's that's a lot of fun. And then we have our on the feed episode where we kind of just go through the cinema news each month. So we'll have an episode immediately after the Oscars that week too, kind of recapping the thing and whatnot too. Um, and uh, are you doing a recap? You having me on for the uh, recap again this year? Or you're you're debating. Uh, if you want to, we definitely can do it. Um, I haven't, you know, like I'm not dead set for it. If you if you're busy or whatever, um, but you know, if you want to do it, I'd love to do it. Yeah, I'll be. I'm always down to be back. I think we did it the last couple of years. So yeah, I think that we call that the uh, the Will Smith slap response episode. It's just something we've had to do. Slapgate. Yeah, <laughs> that was slapgate. That was fantastic. I remember texting. I was like, oh, yeah, "Can we... you please record? We have to talk about this <laughs> like tonight." <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. So yeah, but best picture guest, check us out. Nice, very nice. Uh, I just had a Nomadland episode out that I I enjoyed. Yeah, uh, Nomadland was... is out. We did a Hurt Locker episode. And I believe after the Oscars or next one will be Gladiator. So uh, Ridley Scott's Gladiator. So I'll have, to, I'll have to watch that before the episode comes out. Do yourself a favor, man. Do yourself a favor. It's a it's a entertaining flick. Yeah, I, I love the four of you, and RDB is there too. You know, it's a it's a great <laughs> cast. That's right. Uh, um. All right. Well, thanks a lot, man. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, we're still friends next year and can do this again. No doubt, man. No doubt. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. That is going to do it here for this episode. Thank you for listening. And remember, don't sell yourself short. I do believe you can fail.